Currently 46 degrees in Danville right now, 44 in Bedford with a wind advisory. It's sunny and 45 in Lynchburg. There's a wind advisory in Amherst at 47 and sunny and 43 in Appomattox. Well, we are excited to have with us this morning Mitchell Gaiman, who is the educator, Education and Public Outreach Coordinator with the National D-Day Memorial. Good morning, Mitchell. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Doing great and very excited about this opportunity coming up for the young people in our area on February the 6th. Tell us a little bit about this mini camp that you have coming up. Yes, so uh, we saw on our school calendar that we have for Bedford area that there was a teacher in service day on February 6th, and we know that can be a big difficulty for some parents because even though their kids have off and they're not going into school, um, the parents are still going in to um, work, and so things don't necessarily change for them. So a lot of them might need uh, child care still, and so we're offering a mini camp that will coincide with what the school day normally is uh, in Bedford School District, which is from uh, 7.45 to 2.15. Uh, and like you said, we are theming it as a mini camp. And so the kids will come. Uh, they're going to do World War II and D-Day themed activities and crafts, look at some of the artifacts we have. Um, we will be providing uh, a snack for the students, uh, but we're asking that anyone that attend will come and uh, bring their own lunches. So we'll have a lunch in the middle of the day for them as well, or they'll have a lunch time with their mm-hmm. own lunches that they've brought. Uh, we're providing a goodie bag for all the students so that they have something that they can take home with them uh, uh, to remember their time with us. Uh, and it's for anyone who's uh, third through uh, fifth grade. You know, uh, we talk about this on on the program a lot. Virginia is one of the the places that people really around the world want to visit because of the history that is here and the rich history that is here. Uh, And we're so blessed to have it. But so many people locally do not take advantage of what is in their own backyard. And here's an opportunity for you to teach your kids, your grandkids, about the rich history that's available here, and then they can learn about it, and maybe you could spark an interest in a very creative, fun kind of way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We have plenty of people that come up to the site and visit and say, oh, I had no idea this was here. I was just driving on 460 or on the highway, and I saw a sign, and I'm so happy I came to visit because I didn't realize this site was this big or it had all these things. So uh, we definitely want people to take more advantage of maybe some of the history sites that they haven't visited before or aren't as quite as familiar with uh, here in Virginia. And for people who are not familiar with the D-Day Memorial, let's talk just briefly about why the D-Day Memorial is in Bedford, Virginia. Yeah, of course. So Bedford, Virginia definitely does seem like a strange place to have the National Memorial to Uh D-Day. But out of the um, 4,415 men that died on the invasion of Normandy on June 6, 1944, the community that per capita lost the most amount of people was the little community of Bedford. Yeah. And per capita means percentage-wise. It sure. doesn't mean the most number out of any place. Certainly Washington, D.C. or New York would have lost a higher number. But because it was such a small community uh, and it lost um, uh, around 35, we'll give that as a general number, um, out of the around 
40 people that it sent in, uh, it lost almost an entire generation of young people that Bedford gave young to this men, war yeah. effort. Right. And, yes. And so it is because it sacrificed so much. Um, it was the area that the National D-Day Memorial Foundation, when they were trying to decide where to put it, uh, where they partnered to set this memorial down. Mm-hmm. And it's really a beautiful place to, to go. Now, this one-day mini camp for third through fifth graders, uh, that is going to be, there is going to be a fee for that. And you even give uh, a reduction on that fee if siblings are going. Yes, yeah. So it's a, a 35 or a $30 flat rate for just any students that are signing up. But if you have if you have two students that are coming, say a, a brother who's in, uh, fifth grade and his brother's in third grade, mm-hmm. then the student after him is $25. So for each additional sibling, it's $25. Mm-hmm. If people want to register and go ahead and, and get their kids lined up for this camp, how do they do that? Uh, just head on over to store.dday.org uh, and you will be able to go through the process of setting up your uh, kid to come on down. Well, we're going to put this up on our uh, social media as well so that people can find it super easy. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We've been talking with Mitchell Gaiman. He is the Education and Public Outreach Coordinator with the National D-Day Memorial. Thank you again. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh-huh. So this, is again, is coming up on February the 6th. That's a teacher work day, so a lot of... A lot of parents uh, probably will like having this mini camp available to their kids, especially if they're interested in history. And it's going to run from 745 in the morning until 215 in the afternoon, which is typically about uh, the the school day for the kids in Bedford County. So if you can go and check that out, uh, I think it's going to be a good time to be had by all. So we were talking about a story in Fairfax, these stories really bother me. Uh, Fairfax PD has issued some warnings, and and this is a warning for for all of us. And we talk about this with Marco Galbraith all the time about how you need to pay attention to your surroundings. Uh, in an instant, your car can be taken with barely a challenge, especially if uh, the keys are left inside. And certainly if the engine is left running. Now, my car doesn't require a key. So, I mean, it's just, you know, you just push the button. the thumb. The the challenge with that is sometimes you forget to take the key with you. And there have been, not many times, but there have been times when I have accidentally left my key fob under my coat or something like that. If somebody wanted to get in the car and start it, they could Um, if I've left it in there. Um, it seems like an obvious thing to say, but in Fairfax County, they say it continues to happen with at least two incidents in the past week. The victim in the case would never have expected it to happen to them. Nobody ever does, but we see it all the time. People are leaving their cars running, especially when it's a little bit colder. Um, also, if they're like running in to grab food from a restaurant, like if it's just a curbside pickup or something, um, They'll leave their children in the back seat because you're just going two steps away. You're going to grab, you know, your food within eyesight of the car. I I understand how somebody might think, oh, it's not a big deal. Uh, that was the thinking that police said left the door open for a thief to steal a car with a six-year-old girl still inside. 
it was about 45 minutes where this parent had no idea where their child was and there was a lot of panic they say the girl's stepfather left the car running while he ran into chipotle to grab food and the car literally was just gone when he came back Uh, the child turned up miles away in the district Uh, citizens saw this little girl standing near dc city hall just a block or so away from the white house and um she called the metropolitan police department the girl was not harmed they say the same suspect accused of abducting the girl came back to the same parking lot and stole another car that was left running on wednesday night they say the suspect is tanisha hall 40 of alexandria Park the stolen car near the car she's accused of stealing Sunday night. The victim was able to track the vehicle because they had their cell phone in the car. And when they located the vehicle and took the offender into custody. Police are hoping that these cases are going to serve as a warning for people to wake up, lock up, take the keys with them, and don't ever make yourself an object of a crime of opportunity. Don't give thieves and offenders any reason to want to steal your car or take your property. And for the love of all that's holy, not when your kid's in the car. Don't be stupid, stupid. Don't, don't be stupid, stupid. And and again, I have, on occasion, maybe twice, accidentally, especially when I first got my car, because I've, I've always had a key. So you turn the car off, you grab the keys, and you take them with you. But if you don't have to do that... It's, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying that's, that's kind of the way it happened. Uh, one of the other things that we're seeing a lot in, uh, across the country right now is rampant shoplifting. And some stores are going to some pretty drastic measures to try to put a stop to that. We're going to talk about that when we come back. And we'll also have another Friday Funny on the way. Our number, 866-916-3776. And we'd love to hear from you this morning on The Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I love football. I ain't much on uh, college football. Well, I like college football, and I don't care for the pros one bit, but I love high school football. Because, see, I played high school football from 72 to 80. Best eight years of my life. <laughs> Most of y'all got that. God, God bless y'all. That's amazing. That's, most of y'all got that. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I went to high school from 72 to 80. Matter of fact, I made team captain all three senior years. Wow. You laugh if you want to. That's pretty good. My third senior year, I was not only team, I was not only team captain, I was assistant coach. You don't see a lot of player coaches in high school, do you? You just don't see that. And it ain't like now. They just passed a law in North Carolina, the stupidest law I've ever heard of in my life, that a kid has to play, has to play, if he's going to play high school sport, he has to pass his grade and attend school. <laughs> you people have that here. Are you kidding me? How are we ever going to compete with the SEC in Alabama if the kid actually has to go to school? <laughs> oh, man. 
It is Friday. Hope you're having a great Friday so far. Uh, we are. We got more Friday funnies on the way here in just a little bit. Uh, have a, a, a few. Uh, well, I guess entertainment news stories to share with you today, uh, including the, uh, of course, David Crosby. We lost David Crosby uh, at the age of, I believe, 81 uh, was uh, uh, how old he he was. Uh, he had just had a, a tweet a day before uh, the founding member of Crosby, Stills, and Nash died at the age of 81. Um, he cracked a joke about heaven the day before he died. He uh, took to Twitter to joke that uh, as far as heaven, I heard the place is overrated, cloudy, his tweet read in response to a, a screenshot of a Google search that said, can we go to heaven with tattoos? Hmm. It's an interesting last tweet, I guess. Of course, a lot of the uh, entertainment world is speaking out. He had a lot of tiffs with a lot of people. Melissa Etheridge wasn't one of them. Uh, he, of course, uh, fathered her two children with her partner um, many years ago. Well, I guess it's been a couple of decades now. But a lot of people are coming out and talking about, you know, how how brilliant he was uh, as a musician. And he was, for sure. Uh, Alec Baldwin is back in the news he, uh, it looks like that he will face involuntary manslaughter charges. I think he thought that was going to go away, but they're saying he made a handful of mistakes following those shootings in October of 2021. He's going to be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter by the end of January. The actor who was holding the gun that fired on the set of Rust, killing the cinematographer and injuring the director, um, Here's a look at the missteps as they're laying them out. Um, he, they said that the interview that he did was a mistake, that that was not a wise thing uh, for him to do, that he discredited himself with the public uh, right away. Uh, public statements could be potential bias there. And, um, and then immediately after the shooting Baldwin participated in an interview without a lawyer present, which is, is probably never a good idea for anybody to do. I think people do that because they think if they insist on having a lawyer, it's going to make them look more guilty. But um, it looks like he is definitely going to be charged by the end of this month. We also have information that has come in on uh, Leslie Jordan and the cause of his death has been confirmed. Um, it has been confirmed as a sudden cardiac dysfunction. Uh, the actor, who was 67 when he died in October, when the medical event caused him to crash into a building in Hollywood, California, according to the coroner's office, they determined that uh, the death in his car was from natural causes. They listed uh, cardiovascular disease as a secondary factor there were no evidence of drugs or alcohol in his system um, he had been sober for more than two decades at one time he had a real problem with alcohol but uh, it had been years and years since he had 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 anything to drink um, they did say that um, basically his he had a, a condition with his heart that caused it to go you know quickly out of rhythm and then by the time that they got to him they just couldn't 
couldn't bring him back. But that still seems surreal to me that that he's gone. Uh, we also had a story about uh, Winona Judd and Naomi Judd. They have uh, released some information about the last note that she had had written uh, before she died. That came out this week. And apparently the 76-year-old who died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound wrote that she did not want her daughter Winona at her funeral. And the, a, a photo of the note has come out. It says, do not let Y come to my funeral. She is mentally ill. I can't imagine how heartbreaking that is for Winona um, to, to have that come out. It, it must be just very heartbreaking for her. So a lot of entertainment news that we wanted to kind of get caught up on this morning with that. Also coming up before the show is over, I am going to introduce you to our new CEO here at uh, the Virginia Talk Radio Network. We're going to have uh, Franklin Swan come in and join us in a little bit so you can get to know Franklin better. And uh, if you have a business or uh, if, if you're a part of a nonprofit or an organization that needs to get the word out about anything, um, he's pr- pretty brilliant man, especially when it comes to marketing. So we're going to let you get to know him a little bit better and uh, know what his background is. And I think once you, you hear from him, uh, you're going to be really comfortable just picking up the phone and talking to him because he's just a super nice guy. So we'll have that coming up in our next half hour. Looks like Liberty University is uh, sending uh, students. They're departing uh, for the, uh, to Washington, D.C. to participate in March for Life. Busloads of students started leaving campus around 530 and... Uh, and uh, are set to arrive, well, very shortly in the D.C. area. And for the first time ever, Liberty students will lead the march while holding the March for Life banner. Over 500 students signed up for the trip. It's an annual tradition for the university to send students to the march. And so that is going to be taking place today. And... um, and it, they're expecting thousands and thousands of people to show up. A pre-rally concert begins at 11 a.m. And then the rally officially begins at noon at the National Mall. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Things are just falling apart. They just they just fall apart around you. All right. A Roanoke woman has been arrested on the felony charges for actions during January 6th. This seems a little bit late to the party, but uh, Casey Jane... Tyron Castro, that is a lot of names, uh, 33, was arrested this week and has been charged with assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers, obstruction of law enforcement during a civil disorder. She's also charged with theft of government property, entering or remaining in a restricting building or grounds, disorderly conduct, engaging in physical violence, impeding passage through the Capitol grounds or buildings. They're saying that she was part of a mob that engaged in physical confrontation with law enforcement officers. And I'm telling you, the reason that they were able to arrest her was because of the outfit that the girl had on. She had on this giant pink and red and white hat with an orange 
puffball at the top. So she is very easy to spot, even from a distance, with uh, with some of these. I'm telling you, it was the hat that got her. So I'll be curious to see. I mean, they're still making arrest after arrest. Um, and it's been so many, well, years at this point later. So I guess they're still just painstakingly going through all this footage, which is interesting because we had a listener call earlier who was talking about how they're already giving up trying to find out who leaked the Roe v. Wade thing. They're giving up on that, but they're going through this footage in great detail. Hey, coming up, we've got WDBJ7 is uh, on the way here very shortly, and they're going to be talking about uh, several local stories, including the one out of um, the Norfolk area, where the family of the six-year-old boy that shot the teacher in Newport News or they're saying he had an acute disability. So they're going to be talking about that. Medical professionals say the flu has finally started dropping significantly. And then a Pulaski County uh, office arrests four people connected to a homicide. Kimberly's going to get us all the details on that. And also, I want to thank those of you who sent me happy DJ Day messages. It is National DJ Day today. Happy DJ Day. Thanks, Trey. Happy DJ Day to you, too. We've got your weather forecast coming up and all the news you need to get your Friday going here on The Morning Jam. time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 i'm meteorologist brent watts clear and breezy today look for a high of 50 degrees that sky remains partly cloudy to mostly clear tonight lows drop to 29 a sunny start to the weekend on saturday 50 the afternoon high clouds will move back in saturday night with a low of 30 and on sunday it's looking wet with rain highs at 43 degrees 46 degrees in Lynchburg, 45 in Bedford with a wind advisory there. There's also a wind advisory in Roanoke and Salem as 46 degrees is uh, where we're landing in uh, that region. 47 in Danville and 43 in Appomattox. Very excited in general. Next month I'm celebrating my one-year wedding anniversary. Which... I haven't talked to my wife in about eight hours, actually, which is, uh, at this point, a little bit longer than I like to leave her alone with her thoughts. Because uh, we're still starting out, so my plan is basically just every morning I wake up and convince her once again, this is a really good idea, and we can't return our wedding gifts. So, hopefully it all works out. I love being married, though. It's great. It's like dating with consequences. It's, uh... It's a lot of fun. And people ask me, like, why did you get married? Why did you propose to your wife? And there are a lot of reasons, definitely, but really chief among them is that my wife is smarter than I am. And if you can date somebody smarter... Ah, okay. He's smarter than... She's smarter than he is. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, that's never a, a bad thing. I don't know that my husband would say I'm smarter than he is. He probably would, but that's just because he's sweet. So I'm a better cook than he is. Coming up, we've got a... Uh, I, am a I was going to say, like, yeah, no... <laughs> Doy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> it's he's, not Mark's five and dine. He's a really good, he's a good griller. I mean, he can grill like nobody's <sighs> you business. You don't. Oh, and you have a grill now. How excited Finally. are you? Yeah. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And not only do you have a grill, you've got like a nice Weber grill. Yeah. yeah. So you're and doing... I got a good deal. Shout out to Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's right. And Mama Jan. Who found that baby? She did. Boy for you. I give you credit. Uh, we are welcoming in the studio today uh, our new CEO here at the Virginia Talk Radio Network, Franklin Swan. Uh, if you're not familiar with Franklin, he, if you're in the Lynchburg area, you probably know Franklin already. Um, but we just want Franklin to come in this morning and and just tell us a little bit about who he is and what his background is. Well, I started out in Virginia Baptist Hospital. Okay. Okay. And so I'm a Lynchburg native. Mm -hmm. uh, spent, I went to E.C. Glass High School. Right. Uh, went off to Radford College, then went off to Vanderbilt University. Uh, got my master's degree. Um, I worked for the Pepsi-Cola company for 14 years. Wow. Uh, I was in marketing and sales. Um, enjoyed that very much. I worked for the Oscar Mayer and Company, uh, selling um, hot dogs right. and cold cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I have owned my own business yes, you have. called the Swan Group, which operated uh, on Commerce Street in downtown Lynchburg for 23 years. That's how I knew you. Uh, if yeah. you're familiar with uh, Tresca, uh, that's the building that we bought from the Wrecking Ball. Mm -hmm. It was about to be torn down. We renovated it, uh, saved it for the city, and is a magnificent piece of art even today. Mm -hmm. um, after that, I worked for an advertising agency. Uh, for five years, I worked with Job Corps out in Monroe, Virginia. All right. And now I'm operating radio stations. That's exactly right. And and the beauty is all that experience that you bring to the table really helps businesses uh, create a plan that's going to work for them. Uh, whether you're on the South Side or, or Lynchburg, Roanoke, uh, it doesn't matter. We've got the product and we've got the delivery that's going to get you the results you want for your advertising. Absolutely. I Being a Lynchburg native... Um, I know, obviously, a lot of people in town here. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do what's right for your business. We're going to help you make a decision. We're going to tell you it doesn't work or it does work. Mm -hmm. and we're just going to be frank with you. Lynchburg is not big enough to do something that's not <laughs> nefarious, right? Exactly. Uh, exactly so we're right. going to, you know, we're going to we're going to shoot straight with you. We'll tell you what works and what doesn't work. We're going to share with you our best pricing that we have, and we're not going to play any games. And that's just exactly what we will do. But the reason most people don't buy radio still today is they don't know enough about it. Mm -hmm. um, it you know, it's a little more complex. You've got these things called spots and commercials and, right, right. and adjacencies and all these kind of things that are a language that we use, but they don't use. Right. Uh, and so what's it going to cost? Or how long do I need to advertise? Or, gosh, how long will it be before these customers start walking through my door that you told me we're going to walk through my door? And what do I need to say? And am I saying it correctly? And how and, often do I need to say it? Yeah. And how often do I need to say it? And these are all um, prescriptions mm -hmm. that are different for every business. Um, and we tweak it until we get it right. And right. we're going to get it right because honestly, and this is the truth, we are only in business for one reason. And that is to drive traffic 
for you into your business. Right. And that's it. Right. That's really it. And to make make life better for our, our listeners and uh, and for the small businesses in the region, for sure. Well, I'm excited that you're here. Um, I know that our businesses are going to enjoy getting to know you and see the results that you can offer them. Best way for them to reach you? Uh, call me, 434-209-4643, and you can actually text that number, too. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is John. I'd like to talk to you right. uh, about radio. And it's going to be low stress, low impact. That's right. Um, we're going to come in and, and talk to you just like two friends mm-hmm. would uh, about the realities of radio. And, and we're not going to beat you up. No, for, gonna, yeah, we're not going to do that. And we're not going to we're not going to push something on you that you're not comfortable with. You can it, it's either going to make sense for you or it's not. Right. Um, Franklin Swan, he's our new chief operating officer here at the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I hope you will reach out and talk to him and let him help your business, uh, maybe your event or your nonprofit, whatever it is that you're looking to get the word out. Uh, Franklin really can help you. He is he's really a great person. We're excited to have him here at the Virginia Talk Radio Network. He has been able to come up with some really amazing things for some of our clients, and uh, and he really is a great guy. So uh, the, the thing about it is we can't run on good feelings and, and thoughts. So if you know of a business that needs help, let us help you. Yeah, I really need we can to keep do my job right now, so please help. Well, because <laughs> you, you, you had to sign a half a million papers. Yeah. So... <laughs> I spent all the money I have. It's <laughs> <laughs> like there's none left. I got you. I hear what you're saying. Oh, my goodness. Well, there is a huge problem with shoplifting, and uh, it is a national crisis at this point. And it's, but it's so fun. Stop. Have you ever shoplifted? No. Okay. Well, I mean, some kids go through little weird, uh, you know, phases. Um, the companies are saying that not only do we have like the massive shoplifting going on, the mass thieves who, you know, come in on bicycles and go through the aisle and the health and wellness section and they have garbage bags and they just clean, clean out everything, um, and ride through the automatic doors. I mean, there's footage after footage of people going in, uh, robbing from grocery stores and, um, it, retail theft has become a national issue and companies are saying that the incidents have led to a spike in merchandise loss known as shrink and the metric incorporates inventory losses with external theft uh, organized crime retail crime employee theft human errors vendor fraud damage or mismarked items and other losses uh, beauty products are now completely under lock and key at most places in in New York City. But the retail industry's uh, own figures on shrink, um, uh, they're they're blaming theft for losses, but some are saying they don't really know the entire cause of the theft. But I mean, there are some grocery stores who have put locks on like the dairy section. Like you go in and you gotta like ring a bell or something to get, how pathetic is that? It seems like they're milking this issue. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. That is terrible. And time I want for Janet's Five it. and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. 
hit you with something that's the only pen I have. I can't do it. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. And they'll cut anything you need straight to order. One of the things they do a great job with is pork tenderloin. We're going to give you a different way to roast that pork tenderloin the way the Tuscans do. And you're going to start with this just unusual, delicious way to prepare this uh, loin by chopping up some fresh herbs. You're going to need some fresh chopped sage, some fresh chopped rosemary, some uh, ground black pepper, a couple of cloves of garlic, and a little bit of kosher salt. It calls for fennel pollen. I don't have that. I'm not going to spend the money for that because it's too much money for what you're getting. But I did take some fennel fronds because I do like fennel to put in my potato soup and that type of thing. And I did put some of that over in there. Um, you're going to start by searing your pork tenderloin in a skillet just so you get a beautiful golden color on the outside of it. Then you're going to uh, roll it in some olive oil and then just completely cover it with all these delicious herbs. Then you're going to take a long baguette, cut it halfway through, scoop out the soft insides, brush the inside with some remaining olive oil, and put that pork loin on the inside of the baguette, and then you're just going to wrap it up like a little coat. And then you're going to uh, tie it up with some kitchen string, roast it in a 375 oven on a bake sheet until it reaches about 155, and it'll take about 30 minutes to roast it. But check it at about 20 minutes just to see where you are. Remove it from the oven. Let it rest for 10 minutes. Remove the strings and cut it into slices. It is so delicious, and it's very different. And apparently, they do this a lot in Tuscany. So give it a try. It might be fun this weekend. Check out the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. Brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A Common Sense Radio Talk Show. The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose, and uh, we're coming to the end of a a week here on this Friday. And as always, we appreciate uh, spending it with you. I've uh, got a story here about Octavia Spencer, who I absolutely adore. Uh, I guess I saw her most recently in Spirited, and she was really great in Spirited. Of course, also uh, was in Hidden Figures and The Help. Uh, One of my favorite movies, and if you haven't seen it, you need to make a point to see it, is a movie that she made called Self Made, which is about Madame C.J. Walker, who is the first female millionaire, self-made millionaire in America, and she was a black woman. And Octavia Spencer made that movie. And it is just, it's so inspiring. And it's so great to see what she went went through. Now Octavia Spencer is speaking up. And she's claiming she experienced glaringly obvious racism just as soon as she got to L.A. But she never saw much while living in Alabama. What? Octavia Spencer claimed that L.A. struck her as much more racist than her hometown of Montgomery, Alabama. During a recent podcast interview, she explained that though she had anticipated the city in the blue state 
to be free and liberal thinking. Once she got there, she experienced more racism than she ever had in Alabama. Spencer, who starred in movies, like I said, The Help and Hidden Figures, uh, made her revealing comments on a podcast, WTF, with Mark Marin. The topic came up when the actress was speaking fondly about her upbringing in Montgomery, Alabama, which caught uh, Marone off guard because of the stereotypes of black people living in the Deep South. And that's what most of the time it is. Spencer said, it's a beautiful place with beautiful people. And I love being there. And I love being from there. Marin said, but it's like, it, it, it's heavy, man, right? Breaking down the stereotypes, the actress said, I think everywhere is heavy. Everywhere has its history. You know what I mean? I think everywhere has problems. Though she did acknowledge, you can't deny that Southern history is intense. She explained how she grew up after the more racist period of Alabama's history. Well, that's beautiful for me. This stuff preceded me. You know, I was a child of the 70s. As you grow older, uh, the things that you remember, I wasn't a part of that history. I learned about it, but it's not everything I experienced. This is so refreshing to hear from someone. I was just having a conversation with a friend this week talking about being a child of, of the 70s. I was a little kid in the 70s, and it was never a big deal there we watched um shows about black people and white people the jeffersons was very popular at that time um you know good times of course on the air what's happening all those shows were shows that we watched we didn't feel weird watching them we loved the shows loved the people on the shows um there that was not tolerated at my house the that language and that type of thing was not tolerated in the house that I, I grew up in. As a matter of fact, I had uh, a cousin who said the N-word one time, and that was probably the maddest I ever saw my father, uh, which he dealt with it, and it was never heard again. And we had, we had commercials like um, Coca-Cola, and I want to teach the world to sing, and everybody was all different colors in those commercials. You had the um, you had the commercial with Mean Joe Green and the little kid um, giving him a drink. I don't even remember what the soft drink was. But it was a Coke. Was it a Coke? Okay. And he tosses him the jersey. Yeah. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a big deal. Nobody was making any big social comment or anything. It, it's just the way it was. So, I think it's um, I think it's interesting that she's saying these things and that people are shocked by it because people who live in the south know that that's what it's like so anyway uh, if you get a chance you might want to listen to the interview especially if you're a fan of uh, octavia spencer which i am and uh, if you haven't seen self-made you definitely are going to want to do that we have an update on the um Idaho murders, newly released search warrants for the office and the apartment of the University of Idaho stabbing suspect Brian Koberger have provided new insight. They're saying now that they have found an animal hair, which forensically could be a home run for the prosecution. 
because one of the, the parts of the story that we've been talking about is Zana and Ethan, they were on the second floor. Kaylee and Madison were on the upper level, but uh, Kaylee's dog, which survived the attack, was in her bedroom. But of course, those of us who have dogs know, dog hair is everywhere. It's not like dog hair just stays on the dog bed. Um, And so if they can connect this dog hair, um, that would definitely put him in that apartment, even more so than the knife sheath that has his DNA on it, because, you know, I guess he could say that that was stolen or something like that. But uh, in addition to the dog hair, uh, the warrants contain details about other evidence as well. Uh, One of the neighbors said she heard a lot of um, vacuuming at the time of the incident, which is very odd. I hadn't heard that before. Uh, It's certainly the, the case that everybody is watching right now, but it looks like they they do have some new uh, information on that. Um, a delivery driver has uh, says that um, he witnessed Representative Greg Stube of Florida plunge 25 feet off a ladder at his home and called 911 for help. In the nearly 13-minute call, the driver reported that um, he was awake and that um, he was bruised up, had lots of injuries, including his arm and his back. Apparently, he was cutting tree limbs on his Sarasota property. He's just like us. He cuts his own trees. Um, When the branch hit the ladder, knocked him 25 feet to the ground. That's not good. The congressman is expected to recover. His team said he spent Wednesday night in the ICU with several serious injuries. They're not life-threatening, and he has been moved out of, uh, of ICU. This is why wives don't want their husbands climbing ladders and up on in trees. And and mine is very, very careful about things, but still, we don't love it. Um, the driver did stay on the phone uh, with the dispatcher until the first responders, uh, you know, came. And so he was very fortunate that he was there and able to get him help pretty quickly. Uh, he's 44 years old. He serves in Florida's 17th congressional district just in case you're wondering as you're going about this weekend we encourage you to check out insane radio deals if you haven't done it yet there are quite a few things on there that you can take in and uh, enjoy including um, the lynchburg car wash they've got a uh, one-time complete detail full service experience that's pretty cool that Uh, will be you don't even just move your car, park it, and they'll they'll completely clean it head to toe. Like everything. Including the a, insides. That's a good one. Uh, Southern Roots Hair Salon is on there. Aquatrek Adventures. Uh, we Fix Stupid Computers. Everybody's needing that uh, these days. And then we have Market at Maine and Grayson. Market at Maine is gone, actually. Oh, are they sold out? Yes. That's and what so happens is, so if is you don't we get fix. there. So is We Fix Stupid Computers. How about Gray's? That is also gone. Nope. Wow. Okay. Crossway the Athletic Club, you looking to go to the gym? Uh, a lot Got of people are. One adult, two adults, and a family package. And if you love boxing, there's a chance for you to get those bleacher tickets. They are $60. You can get them for $30. This event is coming up on March the 18th at the University of Lynchburg uh, Turner Gym. 
but you need to get those because those those sell out. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, all that's left are a few of the, the bleacher seats. But if you want to pay $30 instead of $60, you need to go to Insane Radio Deals in order to do that. So check it out this weekend. Get some of the purchases done so, you know, it's not like, oh, they're sold out. You don't get them. InsaneRadioDeals.com. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.